Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Annie Thay Podcast. I'm your usual host, Proton Storm, for what is Season 3, Episode 10 this time. And with me today, I have Requiem. Namaste. Right, Zeno? Heyo. The Mama Luigi. Hello, hello. And new to the podcast, X-Metal Wolf. Hello, everyone. So, um, this is going to be a spring 2019 anime season preview, but before we get into the main content, X-Metal Wolf is actually new to the podcast, so we are going to haze the newcomer as per usual, and what I have to ask you, what are your three favorite anime? Okay, so let's start from the bottom up. Bottom, bottom up. Alright. <laughs> from the third place, we have Tatami Galaxy, which is, I think... Like, objectively speaking, I believe this is probably number one, but <laughs> adding a bit of bias into it, uh-huh. I'm going to put it on the place. Fair enough. I mean, you also good. just like my favorite director ever. So Respect. it's kind of hard to really explain why it's so good, but as someone currently in college it and who watched it, well, not recently exactly, but more recent than I guess most, mm-hmm. it definitely hits harder quite quite hard i guess mm-hmm. okay just moving on from that second place is code gears i oh, kind of watched yeah. this around uh, approximately six years ago now mm-hmm. and while it's incredibly flawed there's just mm-hmm. something at that moment when you're watching it you just don't mm-hmm. think about anything else it's just damn you can't you can't take your eyes off what the hell is happening on screen. Mm-hmm. I believe that uh, the show's ability, uh, any show's ability to sort of capture the audience in the moment and not really think about the flaws is a strength in and of itself. So yeah, at that aspect, Code Geass, just, I don't think I've ever seen a show as captivating at the moment as Code Geass. Mm-hmm. And that alone and just Lucia's character who just carries the entire thing, I keep it at second. All right. And number one, of course, I have Gintama. Uh, yeah, classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, for me, just the the way it handles, I mean, it's freaking hilarious, obviously, but I think what really makes it stand out is that the hilarity actually just really endears you to, a, to its characters, to its cast in a way that no other anime really could. And then, boom, when the serious arcs hit, you can't just... Like, I remember the show. Oh, wait, spoilers. But you know, the SAR, right? Like, you see this dude who just, like, in every episode is just the butt of the jokes. And then suddenly, bam, and the SAR hits. Ah, that was, that was just really intense. Couple of episodes right there. Yeah, I've never seen Gintama, but I always hear that, like, one of the crazy things is that it's really funny a lot of the times. And then every once in a while, it'll have, like, a serious arc, and the story's actually good. So, I mean, what makes the series arc so good, in my opinion, is the fact that it just preceded by this incredibly hilarious comedy, and then suddenly, bam, you can't. Mm-hmm. I feel like comedy works as the best way to endure to characters. Yeah. More than drama or anything else, at least in for me. Yep. Yeah, I haven't seen um, Tatami Galaxy, but a lot of people on Anate are always trying to get me to see it. I know Mori's big on it. Uh, Luigi, you like it too, right? Yeah, I love Tatami Galaxy. I need to watch the night is short walk on girl. I should that yeah, be I need to see that too. So alright, let's get then to our main dish of the evening, I guess. 
And so the way that we do this, and for people who are unfamiliar with how we usually do our season preview episodes, is that I am currently looking at anychart.net slash spring hyphen 2019. And so uh, we're going to basically go through alphabetical order and talk about all of the shows that are scheduled to air this next season and just what we think they will be slash what Wright Zeno knows their original adaptations were like. <laughs> and we, you know, we, we just keep moving on and just give our thoughts about the whole season. So with that in mind, the first one up is Ace of Diamond Act 2, which is a sequel to um, Ace of the Diamond. For some reason, they've removed the the this time. Because it's Ace of the Diamond, the second... Like, the second season was called Ace of the Diamond, second season. And now this is called Ace of Diamond Act 2. So I, I, mean, I don't know what's going on kind of That kind of evokes the, the image of a playing card to me, when you remove the the. Ace of Diamond. See, it, I, I get where you're coming movie? from, but I wonder if, like, that is the kind of thought process that the people who came up with that name were having, though. No idea. <laughs> Well, Wait, the, the, the diamond makes more sense since it's a baseball show. Yeah. No, but the feels more like a card than just diamond, doesn't it? Ace of the I mean, usually refer to as. Actually, wait one minute. I mean, normally with playing cards, you call it the ace of diamonds. That's true. Yeah, exactly. So. Hmm. I mean, I, I don't yeah. know. I, I haven't actually seen this one. I know there are some people that like it, but. It's already got, like, yeah. 200-plus episodes, so, like, you're either watching it or you're not, I guess. Yeah. I don't really have much more to say on that one. It's really just more, hey, it's more Ace of Diamonds. You're either in or you're out. Yeah. Yep. And I think you're that's up. probably <laughs> the case with Aikatsu Friends, which is the next yeah. one. It's getting a sequel called Kagayaki no Jewel. Um, so, like, Shining Jewel, and it's set two years after the events of Aikatsu Friends, whatever that means. Um... I'm not interested in this. Do you guys even know what this is? It looks like oh, no. a magical girl show. Which... From, from yeah. what I can tell, it's kind of a cross between, like, Precure-style magical girls and an idol show all at once. Okay. Well, I'm sold. Kind of a TCG or something? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. I mean, I, I don't I mean, really it's... think there's, there's much to say about this one either. It's funny how the yeah, sequels magically end up on top. Um, but one that there maybe is like a little bit more to say is another sequel, which is uh, Attack on Titan Season 3 Part 2. Uh, so that's that's yeah, the big one. Some of us have never heard of it. I've never heard of it either. He says yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's pretty indie, pretty underground. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if they'll catch on. I don't know. Doubt it. According to popularity, it's number two. And you know what they say about number two? It's the first loser, so... <sighs> I mean, yep. Let's face it. With Attack on Titan at this point, it's either your one of your favorite shows, or you can't stand it. You don't watch it anymore. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. think there's any room left for ambiguity with Attack on Titan. So I don't yeah. know. I mean, for me, it's more on the middle ground. I guess maybe slightly higher. Hmm. Do you? So is really? there? Is the manga still going for this? I think it is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, okay. the last few chapters have been kind of, I don't know, lost interest. Like I think five months ago. Yeah, that's what I've heard from other people, too. Ouch. But then I've, I've heard from some people that they are actually even more into it than ever, so I, I don't know. It seems to be... I, I feel like Attack on Titan, no matter what year it is, is always polarizing. Yep. Um, and that's... Uh, to a certain extent, when a show is as popular as Attack on Titan is, it's pretty much inevitable that that's the case. Um, 
But Attack on Titan seems to have like a special knack for being like that, even amongst it like the hardcore like, fans. It always feels like it's it's a big hit with people who aren't fans of anime generally. Like the, it's the filthy casuals. <laughs> wow, way to be an elitist prick. <laughs> I mean, I know. I'm being a gatekeeper. I'm just saying that that's how it always seems when I talk to people about it. But people who are the biggest fans are like, "What else do you watch?" And the answer is usually either nothing or Naruto. <laughs> so you're not you're not wrong, but think about it this way too: is that like Attack on Titan is like maybe the most watched anime right now, up there with like My Hero Academia now. Um, and so it's inevitably because it has that largest fan base. That means that a large portion of those fans are inevitably going to be people who don't watch other shows because this is like the most popular one. Um, but at the same time, I feel like the amount of people who do like anime who watch it are also probably substantial. I mean, yeah, I, I also got to point out that maybe being it's just that my sample in, size is too small. Being mm. able to pull in people that wouldn't otherwise be fans of your type of media is in itself a strength as well. Right, right. It's it's definitely one of those things where it's like if you have that many fans, you have to be doing something right at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Even if it's you know something you've ripped off of something better, but whatever. <laughs> that, that is the common the common beat in these anime parts. Um, for the record, for people who do not know, that was a reference to Muv Love, which is a very popular visual novel on this site, um, and Attack on Titan was influenced by it, and the people, uh, some of our authors cannot let that go. Uh, influenced by. Slight <laughs> understatement. See what we mean? Yep, there it is. So anyways, uh, end, though, if, things... you like, if you like Attack on Titan, just go ahead and like, and like Attack on Titan. I don't got a problem with it. I don't get it. But, it, you know, do what you're going to do. Oh, whatever. Yeah, Requiem, Requiem only watches bad shows, guys. So that makes that means that Attack on Titan's actually pretty good. That's true. Definitely <laughs> going to be. So anyways, moving, moving to the next one, though, because we do need to move to the next one. Uh, we've got Bakumatsu Crisis, which is, surprise, surprise, another sequel um, to the original Bakumatsu, which aired, I think, that was pretty recent, I, I believe. I don't think I've ever heard of the show before. Wasn't that just last season? Maybe. I don't know. Was it? Um, I feel like it was super recent. It looked like a historical period show with a bunch of pretty boys that's not even closely, was, you know, accurate. Wasn't that the UFO table show, the the SWAT guys one? I, what? I, I don't know. Um, there's a few of those going around now. It's, <laughs> it's <laughs> almost an epidemic. And this one's Dean, yeah. so no. Yeah, it's the first season <laughs> it's aired definitely not UFO in... table. The first season aired October 2018, so... Okay. Yeah, it just finished. Ago. Yeah. So this is more like a split core than anything. Right. Um, I guess there are, like, functional differences in that a split core, the intent was to do that from the beginning, and a second season, sometimes they just grant a second season early on. Um, but Like they did with Golden Kamui. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I really haven't. I haven't watched this. It looked stupid when I saw the preview the first time, <laughs> and it continues to look stupid to me I, now. I'm sorry. I think we dunked on it in the preview podcast too. Yeah, probably. Um, but next to it is, and this is going to shock you, another sequel. Um, and this time it's Bungo Stray Dogs Three. Do you, has anyone here seen Bungo Stray Dogs? Yeah, I saw the first two seasons. I uh, did. You like it? I assume you liked it, but I never know. Yeah, I liked you. it. The first I mean, it's not the greatest show on Earth, but it's, it's enjoyable. Most of those were resolved by the second. Uh-huh. Or at least the second felt more cohesive overall. 
Yeah, the second season was a, a dramatic improvement on the first. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, I actually well, started watching the first season, and I I didn't dislike it, but it was one of the many shows that had the dubious honor of just, like, casually getting dropped by me because I just don't care enough to keep going. So, um, I don't know. I, I never saw the second season. The concept's interesting, though. I like how they have, you know, different... Everyone's named after some, like, Japanese author, or at least the main characters. Apparently there have been other authors now from other countries. Yeah, once the second season started, we started getting authors from all over the place. Yeah. And all of their powers are based on, you know, stuff like Herman Melville has a giant whale, right? Of course he does. That's awesome. Oh so, like, I love the concept, too, and it leads to some really good action sequences. Yeah. Now, I, I, I respect it. I respect it. And it, it, it has, like, a very large fandom, too. Um, or at least like a cult following, I should say, a large, a large-ish cult following. Maybe that's how I'll classify yeah. it. So that's getting a third season. Um, another thing, and this is a new show for the first time so far on this list, something called Carol and Tuesday, which is also much like Bungo Stray Dogs being animated by Bones, but this is an anime original, and the description reads: Fifty years have passed since mankind began migrating to the new frontier, Mars. It's an age where most culture is produced by AI, and people are content to be passive consumers. There's a girl scraping a living in the metropolis of Alba City. She's working part-time while trying to become a musician. She's always felt like something is missing. Her name is Carol. There's a girl, born to a wealthy family in the provincial town of Herschel City. She dreams of becoming a musician, but no one around her understands. She feels like the loneliest person in the world. Her name is Tuesday. A chance meeting brings them together. They want to sing. They want to make music. Together, they feel like they might have a chance. The two of them may only create a tiny wave, but that wave will eventually grow into something larger, dot, dot, dot. Um, Does this that... sound like a Journey song to anybody else? Kind of. <laughs> Honestly, it sounds... <laughs> it's a part-time the, the They feel like something is missing, and you know the, the two of them might not actually come to anything, but they might also create a wave. This is like... Pound for pound, a, a, the description was, like, ripped directly from Bang Dream and, like, 30 other <laughs> idol shows. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's literally Bang Dream on Mars. Head, but... Like, why? Really? This I was one... going to call it Macross without robots. This one's hype, though, because it's directed you know, by Shinjiro Watanabe. Oh, really? Like, Honestly, I... Cowboy Bebop I, and Champ, Samurai Champloo. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, that's a... The other thing I is that it's a Bang Bones Dream original. on Mars sounds more exciting than Macross without robots. Just saying. Well, it's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is based on the description alone. I'd normally be like, whatever. But it has pedigree, so I'll probably check it out. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out. At the very yeah, least, it should have pretty. some good music. Yeah, it better. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's born, so the production values will definitely yeah. be yeah. very consistent. Mm -hmm. Unless they pour it all into Bungo or Bungo. Which is possible. <laughs> but they Bones has been just like nailing it lately though. And I mean they're usually good, but like ever since My Hero Academia, I feel like they've had an infusion of money. And apparently those are the only two Bones shows this season, so they're not spread that thin. Yeah. So this might next, be a try and see kind of show. Yeah. Yeah. And next on the list, we have PA Works' new show, which is Fairy Gone, and this is also an anime original. So the description for this one reads, A world where fairies possess and reside within animals, granting them special powers. 
By surgically removing and transplanting the organs of a possessed animal into a human, humans can partially summon the fairy and use it as a weapon. Eventually, such individuals were used for war and were called fairy soldiers. After a long war, these soldiers lost their purpose and had to reintegrate into society. From the government to the mafia and even becoming terrorists, each tread their own path. The story begins nine years after the end of the war and centers on the protagonist Maria. Maria is a fresh recruit of Dorothy, an organization dedicated to the investigation and suppression of fairy-related crimes and incidents. Even in peacetime, the government is still unstable after the war. Many criminals still have lingering wounds from the previous conflict, and there are terrorist groups bent on revenge. This is the story of fairy soldiers seeking their own justice in a chaotic post-war world. I'm down. Um, The first asshole that took a liver out of a dead animal and put it in a person <laughs> to see what would happen. <laughs> I was like, yeah, what how did they the hell was out? going through that guy's mind? Um, yeah. It's, it's kind of like who discovered that, you know, you know, insert delicacy here was edible. Yeah, I was just about to say what, that. What in like, God's name were you doing? Like old style Edo period sushi where they like buried it in the ground and like let it ferment for years. It's like, who did that? Like, Yeah, like Kiviak and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who, who, who was in the military and signed up when they came to you and said, we're going to implant an animal's organ in you so you can use a fairy, and we're going to call you a fairy soldier? Sounds kinky. You know, honestly, yeah. by the time you're in the military, you don't give a shit what they call you anymore. Yeah, I guess you're just into it. Like, whatever. It's liver from a fox, whatever. Yeah. I think this one, given PA Works track record, this is either going to be a glorious train wreck or, like, a very good show. I mean, it's PA Works. It's an action show. At the very least, it's eye candy, so I'll watch it. Yeah, it's going to yeah. look beautiful, as long as it doesn't go, you know, cabinary on a... Oh! If it looks anything like Irodoku looked the other season, I'm totally in. Oh, yeah. That was good. I mean, it's definitely worth giving a, a three-episode tryout. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And I love anime originals, because you're always more likely to get a complete story that way. Yeah, yeah. That is true. That being said, with complete stories, Fruits Basket is actually getting a complete story this next season. That was a great lead-in. Thank you. Wow. Um, and it is – so Fruits Basket, what, when did it, the re- original one air? Like 2003 or something? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, and at the time it was an ongoing manga, and so it wasn't a full adaptation. But now they've decided to come back – and give it a noble second attempt and just adapt the whole thing. And this is going to be a long one too, right? It's going to be like yeah. 50 episodes, something like that? I don't remember. I think so, yeah. So that's hype. It, like, man, you want to talk about your rabid fan bases, though. Oh, the yeah. Fruits Basket the fruits fans basket. have never, ever, ever stopped clamoring and drawing about this series. Like, yeah. not like forget even the anime. Like, the, the minute the manga started, it had a rabid fan base. It's... Whew. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty hardcore. Back in the early two thousands, when this was newer, the the female fan base for it was significant. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean it's one girl and a lot of guys, right? So it's like an ultimate kind of series. I haven't actually seen it, it is- but from what I've heard of it, it's not like uh, it's it's very much uh, cross genre appeal. Yeah, like even if Otome stuff isn't your thing, like it's a solid drama. Yeah, that's what I fi- that's what I figured because it, it is. And like I swear I'm not lasting. just saying that so that the female fans don't lynch me. <laughs> no, I've heard the same thing. 
Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely check it out, and I think I'll probably like it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, let's see, this next show, Gunjo no Mogmel or something? I don't know. Um, the description for this says, The fantasy series takes place in a world where a new continent named Magmel suddenly appears in the ocean, and a new age of exploration begins. Explorers venture to the island to find previously unknown life forms and resources, but experience one disaster after another. The manga follows the mysterious young men who oh, sorry, I got it, young men who make a living as relief workers who aid the explorers. I don't like this new scroll bar for this because if I drag it too far it goes away and then zooms back up again. Yeah. Which is very annoying. annoying. Um So this one is a manga adaptation by Studio Puro, which always makes me wonder. This looks like a, a thing, I guess. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this looks um, like a thing that exists. Uh, yeah, the, it'll, the be, director, it'll be there. The director of Naruto and Sayuki is directing this one. Oh. Um, scenario organization is the same dude as Tokyo Ghoul. All of Tokyo Ghoul. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, wow. That just, um, yeah, this, this level for is me. Yeah. Uh, for what it's worth, yeah. apparently it's Magnell of the Blue Sea. Anime News Network called it when Hacken reported on it earlier this month. Uh, the Blue Sea? That's what he said. Okay. It's in Dallas. Yeah, that's what the English you know, localization is. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it probably, that probably makes sense, I guess. I mean, that it doesn't really help to know what Magamel is. <sighs> yeah. It's a proper noun, that's all you need to know. So I, I guess mean, yeah, it, it could be an interesting concept. I just don't know how if you trust Perot to pull it off. Well, nope. So the, I wonder where the. <laughs> I guess they're adding C because like Gunjo is just like, a very be, like blue it color. Could be like knockoffs of the season. It's different I mean, oh, here we go. Uh, Anime News Network actually calls it Magmel of the Sea Blue, as okay. in the color. That that makes more sense. That makes more that's sense. That's that's what happened. Is yeah. people switched those because nobody's heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I mean that still sounds that sounds weird, and I actually think Blue Sea is a better like localized name, but I can see where. But it's it makes from more there. sense, yeah. How they yeah. got to there from that, yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, uh, this is going to be one of those shows where someone like Requiem is going to watch it, and he's going to tell me if he thinks it's interesting, and then I'll decide based on that. Okay, or someone like Requiem is going to talk shit about it. Yeah, I do both of those. Either things. way, Requiem's gonna be watching it. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, you've been volunteered. I will do my dude. I regret I have one life to give for Anate. <laughs> <laughs> so next on the list is Hachigatsuna Cinderella Nine, which looks like it is a video game adaptation, and we all know how greatly those turn out. Um, <sighs> and the description says in the game. The player, they're really going for it. The player takes the the role of an unnamed former Little Senior League baseball ace who lost his or her baseball career after suffering an (laughs) unspecified injury. Oh my goodness. The character moves to his or her grandmother's hometown and enrolls in the local high school, resolved never to enter the world of baseball again. Uh, I've I've never heard this premise before. Uh, When the character meets Tsubasa Arihara, he or she is persuaded to be the manager of the school's baseball team and to take the team to the high school nationals at Koshien. 
So wow, I certainly haven't heard this story happen in base in basketball or volleyball or soccer or yeah, lacrosse. Now, or, we, now we know what the Jesus game's about. Christ. So yeah. yeah, now exactly. Now we know what the game is about. Uh, I, I like how they don't even know whether they went with the male or female protagonist when they're bringing it over to an anime. Yeah, even though it's all females on, it's all like girls on the cover. Completely different synopsis. Wait, like, what was that? Like, like, the show comes out and there is no main character. Just, it's just the girls. <laughs> that would I, be I, hilarious. I wouldn't be surprised. I could see it. Like, it's funny because, you know, they, the cover is all girls, but they're still not sure if the main character is going to be a guy or not. Because even if the main character was a guy, some people she would wonder the that cover. they wouldn't put him on the cover. Yeah, that's, that's how far we've gone down this hole. What like, if the show is entirely in first person? It's the sequel to One Room. (laughs) It's like One Room. Everything is from his or her perspective. And they just call him him or her coach, so you never know the gender. They call him you. What would be even better is if instead of a voice actor, they just subtitled the first person speaker. (sighs) I might actually watch at that point. (laughs) It would be such a train wreck. (laughs) (laughs) Well, between between this and Ace of Diamonds, we know which one's going to be better, obviously. Yeah, this one. Exactly. <laughs> this is a true ace. So, um, next to it, though, we have Hangyakusei Million Arthur 2, which is um, no, another sequel no, based no. off that game. Wasn't this, like, a horrible anime? Oh, it was god-awful. <laughs> I mean, the games aren't really that great in terms of writing to begin with. The premise is kind of stupid, but... The anime just, wow, it completely shot the bottom of the barrel out. Yeah. So wait, the, the, oh shit, I didn't, I didn't even realize it's got an anime. There's a million Arthurs. Yeah. It's, Has they actually tried out the game? Uh, yeah, no. there's, there's several games. Is there, uh, I thought yeah, the, the, like the latest one is a is a mobile gacha game, but like apparently it's a long running series, and I don't understand how. Hmm. I mean, I, I have negative interest. So, in like, this. very basic synopsis is uh, Excalibur still chooses the king of Britain, but Excalibur's a dick and is a fickle little bitch, and picked I mean, a million different people to give different powers mm-hmm. to. And so they all have to fight. Is he also small and white and calls people a fool? No. <laughs> thankfully. The one saving grace. Wait, what? Why is that the saving grace? That would get me to watch it. <laughs> That's <laughs> why it's a saving grace. It's saving you from this travesty of a show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it looks like Hinotori is getting... Um, another. Is this a sequel? It says... I'm looking at this. Logo on I guess. Um, oh, no, it's another of these stupid uh, travel promotions. Oh, okay. It's, a, collab- it's a collaboration campaign with Ehime Prefecture named the Dogo Reborn Project to promote the restoration and repair of the Dogo Onsen Hot Spring Bathhouse in Matsuyama. Oh, it's Matsuyama, yet another okay. please go visit this real place that you've now seen in this anime. Oh my god. Hey, wait, and Saga did that well, though. Yeah, it, it, it can be good sometimes. That was interesting, yeah, too. Yeah, it is can that be Hino good Tori... sometimes, and then there's that Tenshi Muyo one. Yeah, but I mean, like, this was like, this is like an um, Tezuko Samu's, like, manga that they're throwing in here, so... 
That's kind of yeah. interesting. Um, I've never been to Ehime, but I've been slightly south of it, and it's on, like, because it's on that, sh- like, Shikoku, the eastern island. So, I don't know, that could be kind of cool, um, if they have, like, good scenery, because it's very countryside. That's all I got for that, though. <laughs> Moving um, on. Yeah. I mean, Osamu Tezuka is great. This thing could go either way. Yeah. So then we've got uh, Hitoribochi no Marumaru Seikatsu. Um, and so this description says Hitoribochi wow, suffers. Yeah, Hitoribochi suffers from extreme social anxiety. She's not good at talking to people. Takes pretty extreme actions. Is surprisingly adept at avoiding people. Her legs cramp when she overexerts herself. Gets full of herself when alone. Will vomit when exposed to extreme tension. And often comes up with plans. Couldn't. Uh, whatever. Um, is this one of she, plans? Now she is entering middle school, and her only friend, Yawarakai, oh my god, is attending a different school. This leaves Bochi alone, surrounded by new classmates with whom she must make friends before Kai will talk to her again. This is the most... Those names irritate me. It's just yeah. stupid. Uh, Nobody names their kid How like that. It's, it's so it's on the... Well, it's so... It's not like... So, uh, for those of you who don't uh, who don't immediately catch the reference, Hitori Bochi literally just means all alone by yourself. Yeah. Um, Yawarakai is what like warm and friendly. Yawarakai is soft, ten- or tender. Yeah. That's the one. What you guys you don't like puns? Uh, this is not puns. Yeah. This isn't. This isn't good enough to be a pun. This is. This is like I named my child soft. Like. <laughs> <laughs> This is, this is this is literally the I'm I'm uh this isn't something you name a kid that you don't know what they're going to grow up to be like. This is something you name a character that you've already got planned out and can't think of a name for. Yep. This is this one of those sounds like it's going to be shows. awkward. It is. Yeah. This is one of those manga you see on like the internet like a screenshot and it'll be like, "Oh my god, this is so relatable to my life." Uh, there's a lot of tumblers that has this up there going me irl it's exactly it'll be on this show will definitely be on r slash anime irl yeah it could still be Uh, i i'm i'm kind of interested in it the names irritate me but it could but i think i'll watch it it's it's thrown uh komi-san no komi show and tanaka-san is always listless in a blender and it's not going to be anywhere near as good as either one yeah Speaking of Tanaka-san... That kind of humor doesn't work for me at all, so I'll probably avoid it unless I'm specifically told, hey, this is actually really good. You won't. Don't worry. Wait, did you like (laughs) Tanaka-san, Requiem? I love that show. It was a great show. Hmm. Yeah, I I I I liked it too. So, but next on the list, something called I'm From Japan. Um... And it just says that it's an anime for um, a manga called Jimotoga Japan. Yeah, I mean, this manga literally came out last year, I think. So. Oh, really? This guy's booty Nothing. is popping. This is a hell of a, <laughs> of a key image we got here. We Let's got, just get that right out of the way right at the start. <laughs> yeah. We got a guy with looks... giant lips. We got a Tori gate floating in the back for no reason. We got a guy with delinquent hair. This is all good. Yeah, I mean, I'm this funny. looks stupid, and I'm not going to watch it. Um, it looks like a little I've kid heard, show, honestly. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is a little kid show. I've heard, like, most people thought the manga was crap, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm shocked. 
<laughs> yes, so definitely little kid show. I think the surprising stuff is that it just it's a it's a Shonen Jump manga that released last year, and it already got an anime announcement. Yeah, that's, that's probably the most shocking, relevant thing about it. <sighs> hmm. So I let's actually then jump to um, this next one, Kenja no Mago. Here we oh, go. Silver Link. Woo! All right. Uh, so it's a light novel adaptation, which, you know, yep. always goes over really well. Um, it says, a young man is reborn in another world, oh no, where he you is ad- right adopted as a baby by the hero Merlin Wolford and is named Shin. By his 15th birthday, Shin has accumulated all kinds of power by studying under Merlin but one thing his adoptive grandfather didn't give him was a lick of common sense. Oh my god, why? Oh, oh yeah, it's, oh, it's even better than you think. So the first thing that stood out to me was the fact that the guy who adopted his name is Merlin, but he named him Shin. Yeah. Like, just, just, does that seem odd to anyone? It seems yeah. odd to me. I have this English name, let's give this random kid I found something vaguely Japanese. No. Yeah. It feels like, like uh, UQ holder the, the isekai. Uh, it's actually significantly less garbage than UQ Holder. Oh, okay. okay. Which, <laughs> it, that's not a high bar. Let me put that out there first. It's it's probably going to come off as mediocre at best to most people, because it is just a filthy isekai with all the trappings. Is there hmm. a but, the protagonist overpowered? Yes. Yes, oh. yes, 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 yes. Is there a harem? Yeah. No. There's not a harem. Okay, the reason I asked is because I noticed in the key image there are only, like, that's not all female characters, which made me go like, whoa, wait, hold Um, on a second. There is not a harem, and in fact, there are, um, like, I don't want to spoil anything, but, like, there's not even a hint of it. There's, there's no unresolved tension, there's, there is nothing. There's one relationship, and, like, that's it. Like, That's some good. of the side characters have their own stuff going on, but there is nobody has a harem. Like, not even Wait. any side characters do. That's the one thing it, it managed like to avoid. Relationship? Yes. Or is it just sort of... Okay, then that might get me to watch it. I, I like a good romance in, or even a subplot in anything. It's it's more of a subplot. It's... The, but it's it's good. I I'm a big fan of it. Um... What's what's going to be funny is that the main villains are the most chuny motherfuckers you've ever seen. Oh my god! <laughs> this guy's pose on the key image looks like every night light novel protagonist with yeah, the right? hand out. He's got his hand stretched out to the viewers. Yeah, and he's got his hand stretched out. Yeah, right. Oh look, he's got black hair. Yeah, he's not smiling. Looks like the guy off Day Day Live. He looks like a lot of guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I- he it's looks like your standard Japanese. He looks like a light novel protagonist. Exactly. I feel like this was a light novel written by a computer. I, I, um, mean, I think they all could be written by computers. Deep learning. It's like AI produced generic light novel and then it gave us this. Hmm. Anyways, um, the next thing that we have is a new Gundam show. Which is Kiyosensi had... Gundam, The Origin, Zenya Akai Suisei, which says the Gundam.info portal site revealed that a 13-episode television series 
a recompilation of the Mobile Suit Gundam, the origin anime, will air on Japanese television. So it's not even Yeah, a that's new what show. I was going to say. It's not new. Okay, so let's just <laughs> let's just move on. No one cares. It's a rehash, yeah. Um, so then we've got something called Kimetsu no Yaiba, which um, yes, is... waiting for this one. The setting is yeah, Taisho-era Japan. Tanjiro is a kind-hearted young boy who lived peacefully with his family as a coal seller. Their normal life changes completely when his family is slaughtered by demons. The only other survivor, Tanjiro's younger sister Nezuko, has become a ferocious demon. In order to return Nezuko to normal and get revenge on the demon that killed their family, the two of them must depart on a journey, from, or they do depart on a journey, from a young talent, an adventure tale of blood and swords begins. This looks cool. Yeah, this looks really good. Everything I've seen on this, I mean, it's UFO tables, so it's going to look great anyway. Yeah. But the design is cool. I think the concept is cool. It kind of reminds me of Dororo a little bit. I the first few chapters of the manga, which were pretty solid in their own right. But, like, from what I've heard from mostly our manga, it's just, just a lot of hype into this. Like, every thread just kind of praises the chapters. Yeah. I think it takes, like, an arc or so to really get going. But after that, it's just been a constant stream of praise. So... Yeah. Definitely excited this one out. Yeah, I think, think, yeah, this is pretty hyped, I think. I think it's interesting, too, that they do um, Taisho Area Japan. So it's going to be sometime between 1912 and 1926 as the setting. So that's a very specific point in time. And it's also a period in time that's not the present, so that's always fun. And it's uh, Ufotable's doing it, too. So that's the one other thing that I thought looked um, Right, so on your actual sequences, they're going to be incredible. Yeah. Yeah, this looks more hype than I was expecting. And we got a guy with a pig head, so I want to know what that what that's about. <laughs> and he's shirtless. <laughs> the trailers for this have been pretty cool, so. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll check it out. So next we have King of Prism Shiny Seven Stars, which is another project in a franchise that I've never watched. I think that's. I think this is like a. Pretty Boy Idol franchise, if I'm Yeah, correct. I think so. No, definitely it's a Pretty Boy Idol franchise. Okay. I mean, I don't really think we need to say any more about that. Um, it's, not, it's not Love Live, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> so then Probably we have um, Kono Oto Tomare, um, and the summary says, in the story, Takezo is the last remaining member of the Koto Club. Ooh, awesome. A club dedicated to the traditional Japanese string instrument. If he doesn't find new members, the Koto Club will be terminated. One day, Takezo is alone in the club room when a student barges in and demands to join. The student is delinquent Chika Kudo, a guy who even scares delinquent upperclassmen at other schools. Okay, so, so this Koton, is... explain what a Koto is. A Koto is like a traditional style, like Japanese. It's it's not a guitar, but it's like a stringed instrument, right? That has the re- and it's like a large bass. Um, it's that's like it's very, kind of it's more it like a harp in terms yeah. of sound. Yeah. Oh wait, hold on. Wait, I'm thinking of a, a biwa. Whoops. A koto. Yeah, a koto actually looks like a a two, almost like a two. Like it's got strings that go horizontal, and then next to them strings that go vertical. Maybe. I think I might I might be getting my Japanese instruments mixed up here. Let like me go harp. No, it's not. It's it's hard to explain. You're probably gonna need to look at an image, but it's like. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking of a um, biwa originally because a biwa does look like kind of like a guitar. 
a koto. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, it's like a. It flat looks like a. Sti- it looks yeah. like a steel guitar. Yeah, it's it, you have to put like metal tips on your um your I think I think you put on your second and your third finger. Um, I have play seen it. these in anime or or movies that are set in like. You know, it's apparently analogous to a zither. It's what? yeah. This looks. This is a lot like a steel guitar. You play in the same way. It's it's analogous to a zither. Okay, I I don't know what either a steel guitar or a zither are. Um, um zither's a Chinese thing. Okay, but yeah, yeah I've, I've seen uh, these before in, in movies set in period pieces. Yeah, they're yeah. they're it's a really popular instrument in like it classical has a beautiful Japan. sound. Yeah, and it's um, I've most of like what's considered like really classical music is either played on like a biwa or um, or shakuhachi, which is like the flute thing, or like a koto, which is this like string um, instrument thing. Mm-hmm. And, Occasionally a shamisen, but yeah, shamisen, shamisen. those are big too. Um, those are those are cool, but yeah, this um, that's cool that doing like an anime about like a koto club. Uh, I've only that's... played one like for like two seconds at some demonstration when I was in Hokkaido, and it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So I'm totally down. It's that's going like to be another one where the music play. is going to be awesome. Yeah, the music should be great. Although, yeah, I could see this yeah, one being a, club, a surprise it's a club hit. Anime. Those those can go like a million different directions. Yeah. What's interesting is that it, the the summary only discusses two characters, but there's three people in the eye catch. Yeah. Would you say Metal Wolf? We can around over you. Did we lose him? I don't know. Um, oh, did you say something just a minute ago? No. Uh, wait. I forgot what I said. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, it's the description, other than the fact that it's a Koto club, is not, like, anything crazy, but the fact alone that it's a Koto club is, like, kind of out there, so I'm, I'm down. Yep. Well, it is tagged as drama and romance. Ooh. No, it's drama action. Oh, wait, what? They're going to beat each other with their Kotos. Maybe yeah, maybe I'm they seeing... just do the performances and like show their fingers moving along because it looks really right. cool. In which case, that would be really, really awesome because um, the the anime that really go into loving detail on musicians actually playing the instruments are an absolute joy to watch. I love those. That was like they did that with your Lion April playing the piano. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, wait. I remember my question now. Uh, has anyone actually heard of the studio Platinum Vision? Um. I feel it like I have. I forget, I forget what they've done because we we do this uh, pretty much every season. So yeah, uh, not that much actually. They did uh, both seasons of they did Servamp and a movie of Servamp, and uh, one of the many many Sayuki. Oh, uh, they did Devil's Line. Yeah, that's not an endorsement. Great track record, right there. Yeah, hmm. not great. Still, I mean, I'll give it a it shot. It doesn't mean it won't be good. It just means it yeah. doesn't happen. Right. I mean, Definitely it would come expect- down like it's based off some manga. So even if they butcher the adaptation, if the manga is okay, the anime will probably be all right. And this won't be one of those series where everyone's read the manga and they're like, how dare they cut this scene? Yeah. The, right. the so. manga is pretty highly rated on my anime list. It's going to be 8.55. How many people are like fans or whatever? Uh, 
9,965, which makes it the 887th most popular. That's interesting. Huh. But yeah, I mean, I'm down. Music anime sounds good. Um, But next to it is So that's the Yuno Light, a visual novel adaptation, right? Yeah. Um, So the description says... Takuya Arima is a young student whose father, a historian who has conducted various researches, researches, disappears recently. During a summer vacation, Takuya receives a peculiar package from his missing father, along with a letter containing information about the existence of various parallel worlds. At first, Takuya doesn't take it seriously, but soon he realizes that he possesses a device that allows him to travel to alternate dimensions. Is his father alive, after all? If so, where is he? That's we should how... mention that with this show, when the trailer for this came up at the Crunchyroll Anime Awards, our friend Rock, who is a huge fan of the original visual novel, was nearly broken down into tears by how generic the trailer looked. Yeah, he didn't even know that it was Yuno until, like, the end. <laughs> like, when they name-dropped it, yeah. That's not a good sign. No. no, it's not. Also, like, visual novels almost never get good adaptations. And... Um... Also, anime just tends to not do parallel universe stuff no, very yeah. well at all. And this is this is a hot take here, but I don't consider the writing for most visual novels very good in the first place. You're correct, You're correct with that. So, I, I think when it's done right, it's done really well. But there are a lot of like really mediocre visual novels in the first place, and then they get a bad adaptation, and it's just like double. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, the one visual novel and. Coincidentally, another parallel universe story was Steins Gate. So, yeah. So I mean, Steins, yeah. So it works out sometimes. Well, at yeah, least there's some good parallel universe stories. I, I could think of a couple, but sometimes um, it does bog down. This studio also has a uh, uh, an interesting track record. So yeah, they've done Snafu season two, which uh, they did, did Hinamatsuri, which is good, and yeah, then they, they also did, did Island, which terrible oh, and God, Ski- they did Ski- Island, Gakure. No, i mean i don't know that the source material on island was savable yeah probably Wait, not they did what did they oh, oh yeah Tsuki Gakure, they still yeah, butchered it anyway too. they did Tsuki no, Gakure, they did uh galco chan they did bikini warriors oh, yeah, bikini warriors. i so remember I really like galco chan was really good yeah they've they're yeah. all yeah. over yeah. the board yeah. on the track record yeah. sorry at least this light novel adaptation is 26 episodes instead of 12. So that's Oh, God, they did Yosugunosora. Let's move on. <laughs> I, I still remember Studio, like, Feel. They had ju- I had just come off from Snafu Season 2, and I was like, oh, my gosh, Studio Feel, they're so good. And then, like, the next thing that they were doing when we had, like, one of these preview podcasts, it was, like, Bikini Warriors, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> Yo, they did do Galico Channel. That was a really fun show. I've never seen it. Really, you should watch it. It's really fun. Is it, though? I don't trust yes. you, Requiem. That's just scary. <laughs> fair. <laughs> fair, <enough. a> fair <laughs> reaction. <laughs> All right. Um, next up, though, is Mayonaka no Occult Komuin. So this description says, The modern fantasy manga centers on Arata Miyako, a new government worker assigned to the Shinjuku Ward's offices, Ward Office's Nighttime Regional Relations Department. Each of Tokyo's 23 wards has one such department, which were established to solve paranormal and occult-related events. Arata can understand non-human speech that no one else understands, 
and he encounters a yokai, supernatural entity, at Shinjuku Gyoen Park that calls him Abe no Seime, the name of a historical Japanese occultist and diviner. Huh. Oh, Abe no Seime, he never comes up. Yeah, I was going to say, um, okay, so who won the bet? What was the over-under on the first mention of Abe no Seime this season? <laughs> like is he the only like mi- occult mystic ever in Japanese history? Because that's one they always go to. No, but Apparently, he's the pop culture one, I guess. Yeah, and like most of the others are foreign that constantly come up in anime. So yeah. Still, the like, other the show, thing is he has it could be he good. Has a, he has a really big popular shrine in Kyoto, so that might be part of his enduring popularity. I don't know. This is a pretty competent studio doing it too. They did Hanabato and um, the Beelzebub show, Boarding School Juliet. So they've got a pretty competent track record. They also did Berserk though. So, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! But they so, did okay, okay. Whatever that they means. did. They well, did. Yeah, but this doesn't look like it's all CG. So yeah, yeah. They did Killing Bites and Miss Beelzebub and uh, Magical Girl Asuka Spec Ops. So I am on board. So they did yeah, Yam- that... Yamada-kun and the Seven Witches, and also Schwarz's Markin, too. I, that, I'm still on board. I'm going to give this show a shot, because this studio knows what it's doing. Yeah, I'm, I'll formars. probably do the same. Anyway. Yeah, actually, I mean, most of the show's solid. They have I mean, you get a good show out of that. Yeah. They did Magical Girl Spec Ops Asuka, which I know that Requiem likes. So. God, I love yeah. that show. Spec yeah. Ops is a blast. Yeah, I haven't seen it, so I don't have an opinion. They did Love and Lies, too, which I like the manga from that. It's trash, but it's I like it's the trash that I actually do like for once. Yeah, the secret organization that handles occult is always it go, it's always a solid base to make a good show of. You can bomb it, but it's a good base. Yeah. <laughs> so next up is something that's just called Mix. More uh, baseball! Woo! Is there, oh, my Wait, goodness. Uh, Mix takes place 26 years from the story Touch, okay? From the legend left by the hero Touch, Tatsuya Uesugi, Meisei Academy High School, was well known for their strong baseball team. 26 years from their glory, the team has not been able to keep their record and lost their fame. Mix is about two stepbrothers, Soichiro and Toma uh, Tachibana. The two aim to revive the once-strong Meisei Academy baseball team, and enter the National High School Baseball Championship. Soichiro and Toma were second years to Meisei Academy Middle School. Both boys are talented baseball players. Soichiro has shown excellent skill as a catcher and batter. Though having an extraordinary skill as a pitcher, Toma no longer pitches due to a certain reason. Oh, why? Once, he enter- once the two enter high school, they pair as a battery and aim to enter the National High School Baseball Championship. The passion and devoted emotions will touch your heart. Mix is a high school baseball drama that all ages and genders can enjoy. So I always hate when people quit, like, a sport or something for a certain reason. That's the most annoying premise to me on the planet nowadays. Um, this, this is a kid's... It's gotta be a kid's like, anime, because this studio does all kids' anime. Wait, wait. Like, the author is Mitsuru Adachi, which his, most of his manga are quite highly regarded. So Wait, what else has he done? Yeah, but they're also, like, all, you know, yeah, ancient. Yeah, of yeah, they're all ancient, but they're still highly regarded, I mean. Yeah. Hmm. Um, that quitting due to a mysterious, in, or, you know, a, a, an unnamed injury that they'll reveal to you later is annoying, but, like, 
it's honestly more entertaining when it's something either absurd or like they don't ever go back to the sport and do something completely different instead. Yeah, I, I actually don't mind it when they go and do something else. That's it's sometimes it sometimes works out that way. Sometimes. It sometimes works out that way, and then sometimes you injure your shoulder playing baseball and end up killing a god and stealing his powers instead. Yeah, that happens like, sometimes. <laughs> that sounds like what's what's that. that a reference? That was Capione. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can't pitch a baseball, can't kill a god. Yep. All right. Anyway, so, next up we have Namu Amida Butsu, Rendai Utena. So the story oh, follows the thirteen Buddha along with Tai Shakuten and Bomten, who must confront the evil Mata. Oh, Mata no. seeks revenge against Shaka Nyodai, who had previously saved the world from suffering and conflict by achieving enlightenment. So this is like Buddha, like all the Buddha people, like all the Bodhisattvas, I guess, fighting each other or something. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a classic story from Buddhist... I don't want to call it mythology, because that would be insulting to Buddhists who believe it, but Buddhist um, stories. Buddhist scripture. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah, I mean, like, Namu Amida Butsu is... The Your fr- standard prayer. It's, well, it's it's all, it, it became popular towards the end of the Heian period, and it was literally, like, if you... Supposedly, like, the Pure Land Buddhists believe that if you recite this, that Amida will take... will guide your soul to the Pure Land, essentially. Um, and then in the Pure Land, you can, rec- you can work towards enlightenment. Because the problem, if you're, like, a samurai and you spend your entire life, like, killing people, then you can't really, like, become enlightened in this current life. And so this is sort of, like, a way to be, like, okay, even though I'm killing people for a living, as long as I, like, recite this and believe that Amida will take me to the Pure Land, I can get enlightenment in the afterlife, essentially. So it's, like, a really important phrase, and I guess um, they're going they're going it's, with that. It's completely saturated pop culture. Yeah. Yeah, so this looks um, like Bashonen Buddha. It's it's sort of a Buddhist <laughs> Sayuki is how it reads to me. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. It says it's based on a video. I just assume it's some kind of I don't know Dynasty Warrior clone or something. Yeah, the video it's either game, that or an Otome game. It's not going to be good if it's a video game. It looks adaptation. like an Otome game. Just just calling it now. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah although it doesn't mention this. anything about like a female protagonist who gets taken from our world to there. Yeah, it's probably just pretty boys fighting. Yeah, nah, nah, that could work. Uh, I guess it works for Token Ranbu, so... Yeah, yeah, that wasn't bad. So, the next one on the list is apparently oh, the boy. number one hyped show, which is not shocking at all. Yup! And it is oh One Punch God. Man Season 2. Yeah. I've never watched One Punch Man, so... Uh, oh, you should. Really. You've never watched Do it! Oh. Fix that! I know. Do it immediately. I need to. Like, stop. Leave uh, the podcast and go watch it. We'll wait. <laughs> I'm not waiting. Oh yeah, I wouldn't wait either. But you know, your time probably better. So spent we actually paused that. here, and he went and watched it, and now we're back. Yeah. <laughs> you liked it, wow, right? Wow, what a show! <laughs> I love One Punch Man so much. I like I'm terrified too. that the new studio and new director might fuck it up. But I'm gonna go in all, all in. I'm going. Yup. Yep, it'll. Um, I'm. I'm feeling like it'll be a good sequel season. I mean, some people are worried because the studio has changed, but I think yeah, I'm worried because the studio's kind of shady now. I, I mean, JC staff is competent and everything. It's just that the, 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 they already did it well the first time. So when you change it, it makes you worried. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I feel like JC staff usually 
They're, like, they're, they're not known for animation, which is one of the selling points of One Punch Man, but they're not, like... I can't think of them butchering a major adaptation off the top of my head. Yeah. Like, they usually do all right. Index well, Index Season 3. Oh, okay. okay. I guess so that one not apparently a, not a hard not been very good. That is enjoyable, even if I have no idea what's happening half the time. Right, that's the problem, though. <laughs> anyway. Like, I don't know what's going on, but this is pretty cool. That's kind of how my general feeling is. I mean, to yeah. be fair, Index is that to some degree anyway, but like they yeah. really exacerbated that problem. But if they don't fuck it up, this should be the hype show of the season. Yes, very much so. Yeah, I was... Um... What was it with with index? It's I mean I I think that it was always over the plate all over the place, but it still like made sense earlier on. Third season's just been mm-hmm. like supposedly I haven't seen the third yeah. season. Yeah. So what do I know? You just need a couple of wikis open at the same time, and it should make sense. Yeah. Or just read the light novels. All God, I forty have... plus of them. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Like I mean, hey, plus. The... This this series only goes up to season three of Index only goes up to like twenty something of the the light novel <laughs> only. Yeah. It, it ends the first arc. I mean, the first series something right before New Testament, I believe. Yeah, uh, he like switched publishers or something, so he ended the series and restarted, like not rebooted, but like moved, you know, and then picked it back up. As far as I know, like there wasn't any time delay involved. It was just. Uh, he had to get to an actual stopping point and did so and made it one that he could easily pick back up from and then immediately did. Hmm. Swinging back anyway. to One Punch Man, though, I really I really hope, this is my my main hope, I want more Metal Bat. <laughs> I love that guy. I want more Moomin Rider. Oh, yeah, Moomin I forgot about Metal Bat for a while. <laughs> Metal Bat was the best. He swings a bat like his only power is I got his bat. And somehow he's and apparently powerful. he's he's good enough at it to be like top ten of the heroes. So <laughs> somebody Rider knows how to swing a bat. Damn, an MVP. Yeah. Hmm. So um, next up on the list is Robohachi, which is um, the anime story is set in Neo Tokyo in the year Gal- uh, Galaxy Century 0051, which marks a half century since first contact was made with Ooh, something boy. that they don't say. Um, humans have obtained super light speed navigation technology and formed a commonwealth of planets with aliens. A streak of bad luck is continuing for self-proclaimed freelance reporter, a uh, reportage writer, uh, Robbie Yarge, who is around 30 years old. He fails at work, so his contract is cut. His girlfriend leaves him. He nearly dies in a traffic accident and debt collectors come after him. Oh One God. day a bag snatcher steals Robbie's bag. I can't get a break. And a young man helps him. Uh, Hachi Kita, an 18-year-old part-time worker, catches the criminal and returns Robbie's bag. Robbie offers him his gratitude and a meal in return. The pair discover they are complete opposites and soon part ways. What? However, Hachi turns up again in Robbie's life as a debt collector. Oh my oh, goodness. Shit. Hachi explains that it's his part-time job working for the loan shark Yan. A cat and mouse chase begins and Yan's financial president, Yan, okay, takes his subordinates Aro and Gra along for the ride. Robbie manages to elude Hachi and escape to space while shaking off Yan's crew. Robbie thinks of escaping to Isakandar, a distant and legendary planet in the Milky Way that is said to bring happiness to those who go there. 
Though Robbie thought he had escaped to space alone, he discovers Hachi inside a spaceship. The two decide to travel across the galaxy in search of... Uh, what is this? This is crazy. This sounds like the summary of the, the first whole show episode. description. Yes, it was that like sounds the like the entirety of the first episode. Yeah, I, don't need to, I don't need to watch the show anymore now that we got all that. <laughs> He's a freelance reportage writer. That kills like, we called that a reporter. God damn. <laughs> He's a journalist. Just fucking say journalist. It... Like, aside from this just being an entire first episode in, you know, a few paragraphs, this kind of honestly sounds a bit like it's trying to be a new Cowboy Bebop. The, eh, the key image kind of gives that vibe. I'd like to know what's up with the weird robot bunny thing. Yeah, yeah I was going to mention thing. something about that, too. Weird. Hmm. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't For know. For what it's worth, the bunny... Looks to be I, you know, I can't tell if that's uh, a Kigurumi or a robot or an alien. I really can't tell. I think it looks like a robot. It looks metallic, I guess. Yeah, it looks like a robot to me. Hmm. So next up, though, is actually <laughs> this, and this. Yeah, I'm just gonna go on from there. I don't really have anything to add. Um, but this next one, this one's actually like I'm pretty hyped right. for this one. Um, so this is, uh, Sada Zanmai, and, um, the description says, the stage is Asakusa. One day, three second-year middle school students, Kazuki Yasuka, Toi Kuji, and Enta Jinai, meet a mysterious kappa-like creature named Kepi, who forcibly takes their shiri kodama, which is a mythical organ kappa steal through a person's anus, and transforms (laughs) the boys into kappa. Kepi informs them, if you wish to return to your former selves, you must connect in that way and bring me the the Shiri Kodama of zombies. Will the three boys be able to connect as they steal Shiri Kodama from the zombies? Meanwhile, two policemen, uh, Reo Niboshi and Mabu Akutsu, that's that's a weird name, are up to something at the police box where they are stationed. No further detail on the cops. Great. Yeah. I, Gay Kappa, could, all right. Yeah, that that connect in that way is an immediate yeah, hard pass uh, for me. Sorry. I think it'll be interesting. This, what it actually means in the end, it might be something completely different, though. This is directed by Kunihiko Ikuhara, though, right? Who right, did Utena right. and Penguin Drum and other stuff? So it's that makes gonna an, be that makes completely an instant off watch the wall. So yeah, it's gonna be weird. I mean, I mean it's it's gonna watch. it's gonna be like a show that's it's not just gonna be like a trashy show where they're just trying to like, you know, toss in like some random like weird romance kind of stuff. Like this is like this is legit, guys. It's gonna be. Great. And Mappa's a good studio too. This is one of yeah. my most hyped for the season. Yeah, I'm hyped for it too. You're hyped for the show about stealing things out of a zombie's anus. I mean, yeah, aren't you? No, not, not particularly. Currently. Well, I haven't seen a show like that before, so I guess that's enough reason to be. <laughs> it is a new and original concept, I'll admit. Yeah, yeah, Ikuhara always is, and he always—I mean, his stuff always have a lot to do with you know, like sexuality and that kind of stuff. So, right. I mean, it makes sense to me. Oh, do they? Does it? I hadn't noticed. Yeah, I mean, for people, it's pretty subtle. Those, yeah, it's yeah, they're very subtle. Like you have to really like you have to have a high IQ to you know yeah. really notice it. You know what I'm saying? It's like Rick and Morty. But yeah, yeah. Oh, let me guess. Let me guess. This is the fucker Ikuhara that did Franks. Is... Yeah. Huh? No, he'd not do Franks. Oh, okay. What? No. 
That guy's not allowed to make anime anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that like, the guy who did Idolmon? And the thing about Franks too is Franks was very, um, it was very Bad. like super. It was superficial, like sexuality yeah. kind of stuff. And that's that's not what Ikuhara does. So okay, like he's um, got a pedigree like Watanabe. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He, his other shows were, I believe, Revolutionary Girl Utena and... Penguin uh, Drum. Yeah, and he also yeah, Penguin did, Drum and uh, uh, Yuri Kuma as well. Yeah. Oh, Yuri Kuma, that show was um, a thing. <laughs> yeah, it certainly was a thing. Somebody so, asked me what that show was about once, and I utterly failed to be able to describe it. <laughs> it's, well, it's just like, I can't describe Boogie Pop from... Um, oh, Boogie Pop winter pop. season, for example, yeah. I used to recommend it to people, and they'd say, what it's about? And I would be like, uh, just watch it. Yeah, it's an anime. <laughs> There's something named <laughs> Boogie Pop in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so next on the list, though, is Sewayaki Kitsune no Senko-san. So the everyday life of Nakano, a salaryman working for an exploitative company, is suddenly intruded upon by the Kitsune, Senko-san, 800-years-old <laughs> young wife. Why would you add that detail? Whether it be cooking, cleaning, or a special service, she'll heal his exhaustion with her tender care. Okay, oh first God. of all, this is not as naughty as it sounds. Really? Let me get that out there right at the beginning. It's I don't not. Know. I'm, I'm, I'm hyped for this. The special show. service she's talking about is allowing him to bury his head in her tail. That still sounds kinky. And just revel in the fluff. Yeah, and that's. It is. This. This manga is one of the most adorable things I've ever read. It is an absolute joy every single chapter. I cannot recommend it enough. And Dogakobo is the perfect studio for this type That's of show. True. That is true. Yes. I love Dogakobo, so this is an easy watch for me. This is Dogakobo. one of my big hype shows for the season. What did they do? Uh, they did Uzumade. That's Fuck not, you. That's um, <laughs> not good. They did New Game. Yeah, they, uh, they did, did oh. Gabriel Dropout. Okay. Oh, yeah. I think they did, uh, um, what was, wait, what was it called? Plastic Memories? They did Tadakun. Yes, they did Plastic Memories. They did Nozaki-kun. Uh, they did Engage to the Unidentified. No, they did Luck and Logic and Himoto. Uh, those are good shows. They, yeah, they know uh, what they're doing. They did GJ Boo. They did Yuru Yuri. I did, this is going to be fantastic. Just, I, I know I'm not the greatest source, but take my word for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a shot. And next on our list, we have Shometsu Toshi. So, one day a town is annihilated. All right, there's the t- literally the meaning of the title right in the first sentence. Uh, Yuki is a young woman who is said to be the only person left alive from the town after the annihilation. And Takuya is a loner and a smuggler. Together with the letter left by Yuki's father, they go toward the town, now called Lost, but unexpected obstacles stand in their path. The thoughts of those left behind, secret and mysterious organizations, and hidden conspiracies await Yuki and Takuya as they move closer toward the mystery behind Lost. Mm, it says based on a video game. Yeah. I can't help but think this is going to be another magical warfare. I wonder, Whoa. yeah, because I mean that was also Madhouse. Because I was just about to say this is the only show Madhouse is doing this season. I think it is based on a video game, so most likely it will have a complete story. I guess. Yeah. 
I mean, Madhouse is mostly good. I think Madhouse, <laughs> Madhouse, when they got their A team on it, is usually pretty good. Um, and they're not doing anything else this season, so... This could go either way really easily. Yeah, yeah. And finally, on our list oh, hell yeah. of shows, yeah! we have yeah, we, we Never Learn. His late father always said that a useless man should strive to be useful. So to that end, third-year high school student Nariyuki Yuiwa dedicated himself to becoming a high-achieving student in his school, despite his history of poor grades. In order to give his destitute family a better life, his ultimate goal is to obtain the special VIP nomination a prestigious scholarship covering all future university tuition fees. Although Nariyuki could feasibly be a shoe-in for the nomination, he is constantly overshadowed by classmates Rizu Ogata and Fumino Furuhashi in mathematics and literature, respectively. To his delight, Nariyuki receives the nomination, but there's a catch. He has to tutor his two-star classmates, who are each hopelessly mediocre at the other's subject of expertise. To make matters worse, the subjects they are horrible at are the same subjects they want to pursue for their future. As the time to submit university applications draws nearer, Nariyuki must find an effective tutoring method for the girls before it's too late. Um, so this is a harem show. It's yes, Nisekoi yeah. 2.0. It's, imagine if Nisekoi didn't suck. That's We Never whoa, Learn. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So I'm still I, reading it. I also want to add that the guy who does the manga for this was like an assistant of the Nisekoi author, and the manga's art looks identical. Like, I actually thought it was the Nisekoi author's new series at first. Um, I genuinely enjoy this manga. It is yeah, it's a, a really, it's a really fun time. It's tagged as etchy. Would you describe it as etchy? Um, not the most same of the time. Amount of, the same amount of etchy as Nisekoi is. Yeah, it's... How, like, um... the, generally the worst you get is cosplay. Did you guys like it from the beginning, like the first few chapters? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because I read the first few chapters, but I wasn't that into it. Um, the characters oh, are much more likable than Nisekoi. Are they? Uh, I thought I've ever so. heard Let's go. The PV for this didn't look great. Yeah, the um, studio was like. like terms of like animation and art so it could go either way but there'll be some new waifu wars i'm sure and that's all we really need um both of the studios involved in it are brand spanking new they've got literally nothing else um one of them has a a uh, ona associated with it that's coming out this summer so yeah nothing they're Mm. both absolutely brand new this is Studio Silver. Um, it's with a nail salon in North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, um, no. Well, here we go, Anime News Network. They have... Yeah, they, they've done... This is... It doesn't look like they... They usually are doing, like, key animation for, like, a studio... Like, someone else... A studio... They're, like, the, the in-between, I guess. So they usually don't run it. That's interesting. Right. But they've been around yeah. for a while, though. They've done animation on shows for like a decade. Then I guess maybe they'll have picked up animation techniques from a bunch of good studios. <laughs> Let's hope so. Anything in the Nisekoi universe makes me immediately very suspicious, but maybe I'll try it. It's it's not actually related to Nisekoi in any way. Yeah, but okay, do they ever pair off at all? It's a Harem show. Uh, not yet, it's still running. Right. 
I, I just think, like, is it going to be, like, okay, that this is looking good, and then, like, it backs out? You know what I'm saying? Like, um, like blue balling? It, not really. And Certainly this, not as bad as it did in Nisekoi. And this show's a little, or more fun than Nisekoi so far, because, like, with Nisekoi, it's pretty obvious who's going to win right from the start. Yeah. And yeah, this could still go any of one, five ways. Because usually it's like the first girl he meets is who he's going to get or end up with. And he kind of wins everyone at the same time. And like no yeah. one's a clear, quote unquote, ahead of anyone else. Right. Hmm. So it'll be fun. Yeah, it's It's good stuff. Hopefully right. they don't butcher it. Yeah, I mean, I'll definitely check it out. I was kind of hyped, but then I had I wasn't that into the manga when I tried to read like part of it, and so I was like, yeah. But I'll I mean, give it a, give it another that. shot, yeah. uh, a little bit after the the anime, and see if that changes anything for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, like after you know two or three episodes of the anime, go try the first couple of chapters again. Hmm. Um. But yeah, on the that's actually all of our the shows for the season, but then there are shorts. So are there any shorts in particular that you guys want to talk about? We don't yes, there are. Right, we'll yeah, Ao-chan Can't Study looks pretty good. Alright, so Ao-chan Can't Study. Um, when uh, Ao was in kindergarten, she smiled ear to ear as she told her classmates how her father, a best-selling erotic author, chose her oh, name. no. A as in apple and O as in orgy. Oh my god. That day still haunts <laughs> her ten in, years oh. later. As she studies with a single goal in mind, get into an elite university and achieve independence from her father once and for all. She has no youth to misspend and no time to think about boys. Until her classmate, King Normie, Kijima, approaches her with a shocking confession of love. She tries to lose Kijima, but he can't, just can't take a hint. And as her mind runs wild with impure thoughts, she realizes her father has totally influenced her. This actually sounds pretty funny. Yeah, that sounds hilarious. And, like, the the PV seemed pretty hilarious. So, uh, etchy comedy short. Though that setup sounds funny, you have to admit. Yeah. Yeah, I, this would be interesting. <laughs> I'm in. Um, anyway. Ray, have you ever have you read the manga on this at all? No, I haven't. Hmm, that's yeah, unusual. Cool. <laughs> um, Isekai Quartet. Yeah. Is is gonna be interesting. So, like, what is this? It's it like Carnival Phantasm for Isekai. Yeah, except it's all. It, it, rather than Carnival Phantasm, it's specifically the Anyerbe Cafe sections of Carnival Phantasm for Isekai shows. It's the 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 chibi comedy banter part. Good work. As all of these morons kind of bounce off each other and take piss so... out of each other. When we say um, quartet, is it literally just four series, or is it a ton of series? Um, We don't know yet, but there's four that are obviously the headliners of it, which are Overlord, Overlord, Konosuba, ReZero, and Tanya the Evil, which is an odd selection. I know, but one of my main parts of wanting to see this show is to see Tanya interact with uh, Kazuma from Konosuba. Oh, God. Oh, no, 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 no. I want to see her interact with Aqua. Like, boy, yeah, she thought she awesome hated her god. Oh, god, it's going to be great. That's why, it like, is. My whole, that's the only reason I want to see this show. I wasn't interested until I found out that Tanya was in it. 
it's it's going to be hilarious. Um, the other one I really want to talk about, like there's there's a couple that are maybe worth a throwaway line or two, but there's one here. Um, why the hell is Sensei here? Oh, oh hell yeah! I I cannot under any circumstances give this a blanket recommendation of go ahead and watch it. It is a proceed with caution, no matter how you look at it. The I happen to ridiculous. greatly enjoy. Oh yeah, I happen to greatly enjoy the manga. It is etchy as hell. It's yeah, basically it sounds like pure etchy style. trash, and I will go. I will be there day one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, Requiem will be first in line for this one. Uh, no, he won't. I'm, I've been camping there for months. Uh, you guys can fight over it. It sounds <laughs> really funny, right? It is. It's great. It's absolutely no, hilarious. It's, it's, it sounds absolutely stupid. Yeah, what's with Well, you're point? wrong. Alright, you guys uh, you one. can enjoy that one. I'll take a pass on that one, though. There was one other show that I thought sounded interesting was Senryu Shoujo. Oh, the yeah, I was... only communicates via, con- via um, haiku. Poetry. Yeah, I, w- I was going to bring that one up, too, if no one else did. I'll read it. So, like, Senryu Shoujo is... Yukishiro Nanako is a cute, cheerful high school girl with one peculiar trait. Instead of verbal communication, she writes... I'm sorry, the Zoom thing messed up again. She writes Senryu, a type of haiku, poems to relay her thoughts. Together with ex-delinquent Busujima Eiji, they are budding freshmen of the school's literature club. Even though Nanako doesn't talk, with the power of Senryu, the adorable pair has no problem enjoying their fun uh, fun school life through the tune of 575 syllables. So yes, yeah, uh, Senryu are um, their comedic haiku from the Edo period. Um, so I take it there's no like requirement for a season word or anything like that? No, there's not. Um, it's a little bit more... Um, it's a little bit more, like, relaxed in that regard. Um, it's like the name literally comes from the name of, like, a person in the Edo period from, like, the 18th century or whatever. Um, and it's... And so, like, um, I'm trying to think if I'm looking up... Okay, so Wikipedia has a couple examples of um, poems that this guy wrote. And so one of them is, When I Catch the Robber, My Own Son. So they're usually, like, kind of, you know, like, reversal of right. expectations kind of things. Um, Just the idea of a, of, a, of, a, of a person who only communicates that way. It's funny, especially as a short where the joke won't wear out. Yeah. Right. I've read, the, I've read part of the manga, too, and I liked, I liked what I had read. So I, I just can't even imagine them trying to translate this, though, or localize it. That would be a nightmare. But, yeah, I mean, that... Now- I, I, someone's gonna have to subtitle the anime, so good luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that. My only concern will be that sometimes that you get that thing where there's somebody talking, so there's a subtitle over a subtitle that's translating something written. Oh yeah, it becomes really hard. You have to pause it to see everything, or just be a monstrous speed reader. You know, no big deal. Yeah, yeah. the space bar. That's what it was invented for. Yeah, space bar. There you go. Pause it. <laughs> Yeah, are there any um, other shorts though that people wanted to bring up? There's there's a couple of absolute gutter trash that I have to bring up just oh, no. on behalf of other people. Um Nobunaga Sensei no Sanazuma, stay the hell away from it. I can see from the description that Yeah, like don't even read that description out loud, Proton. It's bad. I just read um, it to myself it and I'm loud. not gonna read it out loud. <laughs> yeah. Um the other one, there's more goddamn strike witches. Oh, 
Okay. It's apparently like a slice of life version of Strike Witches. Like it's all about them just doing random chores and stuff. So it's stupid comedy based in the but, Strike Witches universe, which means but, no pants. But you know, Ray, someone's gonna have to watch Nobunaga Sensei. Yeah, not it. It's gonna have to be watched. I mean, we could probably make Kinksy do it. And by make, I mean tell him it exists and then he'll watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it works for me. Something I like hope that, yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll find someone to do it, just not me. Yeah. Um, so then finally, though, the movie section. So um, the oh, most God, obvious movies. Hanzer movie. Did anybody tell Exile? No. He probably so knows already. Him. Knowing him. Yep. There's a Doramon movie, I'm assuming the five or six hundredth. Yeah. Uh, Hibike Euphonium's getting um, a movie that looks like it's going to be like the end of their story. So it's Good. like Hibike Euphonium Chikai no f- um, finale. So like it's it's in the title. That'll, that'll be, I mean, I don't know when on earth we'll get that, but I will totally watch it. I love Hibike I'm Euphonium. I'm pumped for that. I lo- My love of sound Euphonium is pretty well known by now. Yeah. Um, um. There's gonna be a movie of uh, Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai that's gonna adapt the sixth and seventh volumes of the Light Novel. Oh yeah, that'll be that'll be hype. Do you think we'll even get that though over here? Kind of hope so. Um, yeah. if not, I mean, there's places you can watch it subbed. Yeah, it's the other thing that's nice too is I feel like even like two or three years ago I would have said definitely not, but I do think we actually do have a shot at getting it nowadays. So that's it's possible. It, it was least, one of the yeah. most popular shows the season it was out. I wouldn't be surprised if like Crunchyroll yeah. fashion yeah, started to deal to get it. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing a Cabinary of the Iron Fortress movie. Yeah. Why? Why? Like I don't know. Who asked for that? Um it's gonna it says the film will take place half a year after the story of the original anime series. You know, that that show bummed me out because the premiere episode was actually fantastic. Like, I just remember being like, whoa, when I watched it. Um, the, the first couple episodes were fantastic. It, yeah. it was going along pretty good until pink-haired jackass showed up. <laughs> <laughs> and then the show just um, fell off a cliff. I mean, honestly, I didn't hate it. It was For me, it was entertaining all the way through, even though it kind of floundered towards the end. I mean, I still liked it enough to give give the movie a shot. Yeah. Um, there's a, a Fujiko Mine loop on the third movie. Um, there's also a Trigger movie. Oh, yeah, I just, I just noticed that. Promare? Says, Pro, is it Promare? Have you seen the TV show? Uh-huh. Promare, yeah. It's uh, all CG, isn't it? Front cover. Wait, how do you think it's pronounced, Requiem? No, I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's why I asked. Uh, okay, I mean, I was just guessing, because I don't know either. Wait, let me look at, uh, hold on. Um, you know, whenever my page loads, uh, the the, Jap- the Japanese title says Promea, so Premier. Maybe okay. all I know is that the trailer looked insane. Yeah, the I mean, it's trigger looks like I mean, it's the tri- main it's dude looks triggered. like a buff communist. <laughs> it's the trigger. Yeah. It's the the trigger is trigger thing. Possible. Yeah. So the description says Gallo, a new recruit of the Burning Rescue Fire Department face off against Burnish, a group of mutants who are able to control and wield flames, and the fire disaster they have unleashed on Earth. So That sounds like that one um, 
that one game with the incredibly long title that was uh, that had like fire in it like sixteen or seventeen times about firefighters. I don't remember the the actual name of it. Do you, do you, does anybody remember what I'm talking about here? It was a video game. Yeah. Mm, Is it the arcade game where you had a, a hose peripheral? I don't know. Oh, I know that game. I don't remember what that was called though. That was at when I was like a little kid at like Chuck E. Cheese's. They had that. I no, that's not it. It was a. It's a very Japanese game. I don't remember what it was called exactly, but I remember, like, it, it was, like, Burning Flame Firefighter, you know, Saga of Burning Fire or whatever, something like that. It was, <laughs> it, it, like, it, it went on and on and on about fire, like, just in case you didn't catch it the first time. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway. Um, the other one that looks kind of interesting is there's a movie called Leadbackers. Leadbackers? Sequel to Getbackers. I doubt it. That would be amazing, but I doubt it. Um, it looks like it's a reverse isekai. Um, there's a bunch of people from a fantasy world reincarnating into Earth. Hmm. Let me read the description. Um, the anime takes place in modern Kyoto. Kumi is a college student who moved to Kyoto in order to take over the candy store inherited from her late grandmother. The house accompanying the candy store was supposed to be unoccupied, but there Kumi meets three women, Harami, Mai, and Kei, and a dog. The four are heroes who were reincarnated from their world into this one. The dog? Ah, that's rough. One day the former demon king, who messed up her reincarnation and is now in the form of an elementary school student, appears and asks, Will you please collect the demon king fragments together with me? That sounds fun, actually. Yeah. It does. It's like a weird mix of Devil's a Part-Timer and Endro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that could be worth watching. I mean, that'll never get over here. Yeah, no way. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's that's about it um, on our lists here. So what I usually like yep. to end this podcast on is just what everyone thinks, how they feel overall about this next season. So I'm going to throw that question to Requiem first. I think we've got some uh, season of real, like a roller coaster. There's real high highs in here with- one punch man and what, and then there's some real low lows in <laughs> Yeah. What about... Uh... Just, whether it's a good season overall or not depends on whether some of those shows where we're like, well, let's see where, how those go. If they go up, it could be a good season. If they all bomb out, we could be looking at a... And remember when, when One Punch Man 2 came out and those other shows? <laughs> yeah. Well, it could, it could also be, I mean, for all people are all so worried about One Punch Man 2, like, imagine if something like that ends up not being a good adaptation. People will never forget that. You shut your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be a good adaptation, personally. I think that the animation will not be as great as the original, but everything else will be fine. Uh, what right, about you, Red Zeno? I can dig it. Um, I actually have a lot of hype shows this season. Um, I'm greatly looking forward to it. And, like... There's stuff all across every genre that looks good, so I'm I'm quite happy with how it's shaping up. Mm-hmm. What about Luigi? Uh, before I mention my thoughts, I I know we weren't going to talk about OVAs, but I have to mention that March and Madchen's last two episodes are supposed to come out live next season. Yeah, this which, is not going to happen. Which will be <laughs> almost a year and a half since the show came out. Oh my god, not going to um, happen. Probably not. I just had Wait, to mention Wait, on the that, topic of funny. OVAs and stuff, uh, I'm also ex- pretty excited for Seven Seeds. I've I've read a bit of the manga, actually. It's quite good. No one's seen it, or anyone's heard of it before. 
No. Uh, no. Seven Seeds? I just, just the, um, the trailers for it. Anyways, um, I'm like Ray Zeno, though. I'm quite excited for this season. I think it'll be a, if nothing else, it'll be a fun one mm-hmm. with some, some trash and some not trash. And I'm excited, yeah. I think it'll be a good time. All right. What about uh, Metal Wolf? Uh, I mean, for me, mostly I... My favorite genre is obviously like Battle Shonen, so... The season's got that covered with Bongo, Stray Dogs, Kimetsu no Yaiba and stuff. And, of mm-hmm. course, One Punch Man. Other than that, uh, I guess I'll check out Mappa's new show. And pro- I'll probably just, like, watch any first episode that seems kind of interesting. But in the end, yeah. total's about, like, 70 new season. Yeah. And then no. we'll see from that. Overall, I think it seems all right. More, I feel like winter season had shows that I was more excited about. Mm-hmm. So it does seem a bit a little step down. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of I'm slightly with you on that, but that's just because my two favorite manga both got adaptations this winter season because Kaguya-sama and uh, The Promised Neverland are my favorites. So that was true. <laughs> I, I'm For me though, I'm re- there are a lot of shows that are anime originals that I think look very interesting. So, like, that Fairy Gone, the PA Works one, the Carol and Tuesday one that Bones is doing. I mean, the, the premise sounds weird, but it's Bones, um, so it could be interesting. And then, um, what was, and then, oh, yeah, and uh, Sarazamai also I'm very excited for. So, and then that, and then now I want to check out that Kotol show, because I feel like that could be pretty cool. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I'm hyped for the next of this season, too. And I, I think, it's it's like Requiem said, you know, at the end of the day, um, the difference between a good and a bad season can sometimes just be like one really great adaptation that surprised you versus one adaptation that was supposed to be good but was not or something like that. So, I, I, I mean, we'll see, but I, I'm I'm excited. So, yeah, that is all we have for you guys today, and we're actually clocking in pretty much exactly at an hour and a half, which is perfect. So this has been the 10th episode of Season 3 of the Annotated Podcast, and we talked about um, the spring 2019 anime season, which begins next month in April. So thanks once again for um, Requiem, Right Zeno, The Mama Luigi, and X-Metal Wolf for joining me today. And thanks everyone for listening. We will see you in the future. And one final announcement that I wanted to make um, for anyone who's listening to this podcast who has not read anything on our site, because I will be posting something soon, um, Anite is doing a sort of essentially like a live podcast um, actually next weekend. Uh, it's going to be a week from today, actually, at um, NakaCon, which is in Kansas City. And I'm going to be joined by uh, Wright Zeno, who's here, and then um, Dil Kokoro. And we will be talking a lot about upcoming anime that we talked about today and some stuff that's still airing right now and it'll be a good time so if any of you guys are interested and live somewhere nearby that's feasible come on down if not i'm hoping that we will have some sort of audio recording that i can post afterwards but it should be a good time and yeah i will end the episode there so thanks everyone again for listening and we will see you next time bye bye